On today's show, why hasn't Jason Kidd committed to Josh Green as a starter yet? Then I'm going to rank the Mavericks by most important from 1 to 15. Oh, yeah. On today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On Mavs your first listen, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section. Rank the top five most important Mavericks this season. Not best, most important. Most important Mavericks. If you want to support the show, text me, get text alerts from me on Mavs Rumors, watch film with me and more, subscribe to our subtext. Today, I listened to the whole Run Your Race podcast with Tim Hardaway Jr., the whole Take That With You podcast with Derek Lively. I sent you notes, texted it straight to your phone, links and all that. You get rumors to your phone, all that kind of stuff. Subscribe to our subtext. It's great stuff. On today's show, I'm going to rank the Mavericks from most important 1 to 15. Pretty easy to start the first couple, and then it gets really, really hard. It gets really hard. So we'll do that. I'll share everything that I saw at practice today. Saw some good stuff, some weird stuff, some bad stuff, some fine stuff. So I'll share that kind of stuff. The Mavericks made a signing today. Talk about that a little later. And uh, and so, yeah, Isaac Harris not with us today. He is not gone yet. Not gone yet. He'll be back, and we'll continue to do shows until the 28th of October, where we'll do a live show. So make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel and have notifications turned on for that so that you know when we go live on the 28th. It'll be a live show. We'll do like over an hour. We'll talk about memories and have you guys weigh in and ask questions and do all that kind of stuff. So we'll do all that on the YouTube channel. So there you go. That's what we're going to do on today's show. But I want to start here. Why won't Jason Kidd commit to Josh Green as a starter for the Mavericks? It just seems like the logical fit. The Mavericks need a couple of things in the starting lineup next to Luka and Kyrie. They need somebody to defend the point of attack because we've heard from Grant Williams himself, that's not a strength of his. And we wouldn't think that it was. Grant Williams' strength, and we assume Grant Williams is going to be the starter. Jason Kidd said something today that made me think that he might not be. But we, we assume that Grant Williams is going to be a starter, and Grant Williams is good at defending bigger guys. What's he known for? Defending Giannis, defending Embiid, defending these bigger guys. He's stout. He's big. He's strong. He's one of these guys that has a like a you know a, a great base. <laughs> He's all about that base, baby. And so you got Grant Williams in that spot. He's shooting threes. He's doing his thing. Okay, feeling good. Maybe he adds a little bit to his game. Steps out a little bit this year. Feeling good about that. You've got a center. It's going to be a so you got a center. Whoever it is, Dwight Powell or, or Derek Lively, Rashawn Holmes. And so that other spot, that other starting spot, has got to be a guy that defends the point of attack because. Grant Williams is not going to do that. You're not going to ask the center to do that, obviously. And then you also don't want to put Luka and Kyrie into that situation where they're guarding the point of attack or having to guard the best perimeter player. It just doesn't make any sense to do that. And so you've got to have somebody that can defend there. And Josh Green seems to be the most likely candidate. You also need somebody that can hit a three. Well, Josh Green improved his three-point shot. He's improved it each and every year. But last year, he improved it to 40%. He went from 16% to 36% to 40% last year. That's great. Now, he only took like 2.8 a game, 
but he only played 25 minutes. So you're like, okay, well, he didn't take that many, but still, he was a good, he was a capable three-point shooter last year. The other thing I think they need in that spot is they need somebody else to give them just a little something extra in the offense. A little creation, a little passing, a little bit more. Because I don't think you're going to ask Grant Williams to be that third option, that third heat on offense. The centers are just going to catch lobs and pass. That's it. They're just going to that's what that's what they're going to do. All three of them. That's all three what they do. You're not going to ask any of the centers on the Mavericks roster right now to do anything else but that. And so then you need a guy that can pass a little bit, that can shoot a little bit, that can attack the basket, that can attack a closeout. Well, who's doing that on this team? Nobody else checks the box, all the boxes except Josh Green. Point of attack defender, adds a little bit more on the offense, hits a three. You go through, you go, you go through them all. Tim Hardaway Jr., okay, he, he'll hit a three. He'll add a little more to the offense. He's not going to defend that well. Okay, well, we already took him out. With two, with, he got one and a half of those. Derek Jones Jr., his name's kind of been floated out there. Mark Stein had a report that the Mavericks are considering him. He started in the last preseason game against Real Madrid. But Derek Jones Jr., he adds the defense. Great, feeling good about him. Point of attack, maybe a little, a little iffy. He's a little, he's a little bigger. He's got that, that obvious bounce. Hit a three. No, not going to do that. Add something extra to the offense. He's not going to attack. He can sh- he can shoot a little, and then he can also, he's a great lob threat, vertical threat. So uh, that doesn't really fit. Omax, theoretically, can do all those things. Can attack, can shoot, can defend. I don't think he's ready for any of those things yet, <laughs> right? So if he's not ready for any of those things, then he doesn't check any of the boxes. And so why has Josh Green not, like why have the Mavericks not committed to Josh Green being the starter next to Luka and Kyrie? Well, one of the answers is that Jason Kidd hasn't really committed to anybody in the starting lineup yet. How many starting jobs are solidified right now, or how many are up in the air? That are solidified. Two and a half. And a half. A half doesn't sound very solid. (laughs) No, it's solid. But no, I would say three. And that's easy to guess the first two. Pretty easy to guess the third one, too. Okay. Then, then. Well, it's only half of Grant Williams. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's Jason Kidd at practice today on Thursday. Brad Townsend asked him the question, you know, how many spots are solidified in the starting lineup? And he said two. Two and a half. Two and a half. And that's why earlier I said, well, we assume Grant Williams is going to start, but apparently he's only got two and a half spots set in the, start, in the starting lineup. By the way, when Tim Cato in, at towards the end there says, "Well, it's only one; it's only a half of Grant Williams." That's the that's the loudest I've seen Jason Kidd laugh, and like the biggest smile I've seen from him. It caught him off guard or something. But if you haven't watched it, you can watch it on the YouTube video here. The Mavericks always post the practice pressers as well on their YouTube channel. But it, it totally threw me off. I did not expect him to give that reaction to it. It was like he was, it was like he was, his, his dad joke was met with a dad joke back and you just didn't expect it. But so Jason Kidd is just not committed to anybody. And this, and we've seen this from him throughout and maybe he's just saying it for show. Maybe he's just not revealing his cards. He's keeping them close to the vest, whatever. But he said he's going to experiment all preseason. And he has, he's experimented with, he started Omax, started Derek Lively, started Derek Jones Jr. 
started Josh. I mean, he started a bunch of different guys. He's tried stuff. He's tried different lineups. He's tried bringing in Der- uh, Dwight Powell early, bringing in him late, not bringing him in at all, bringing in Rashawn Holmes. Early. Like he's experimenting and he's got a bunch of new guys on the team and you kind of can't blame him. But it is weird to me that still, despite experimenting, that Josh Green has not risen to the top of that, where Grant Williams has and Josh Green really hasn't. You guys have heard my conspiracy theory. You guys have heard my conspiracy theory. They're, they're in the middle of contract extension talks right now. October 23rd is the date that the Mavericks have to decide on an extension for Josh Green. Now there's that. I wonder if they don't want to commit to an extension for him because they may want to trade Josh Green. And so now they're doing the high wire act and maybe they're thinking about this. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're doing the high wire act of, well, let's see. If we commit to Josh Green saying that he's very important to us, he's a starter. We know this. We know he's going to do great things this season. We have high hopes for him. We're very committed to him as a starter. Take some of the leverage out of your contract extension. Maybe. They could be playing that game. But then also, if you're not committing to him as a starter, it could lower his trade value. Why doesn't this team believe in Josh Green? Why is this? Why, why aren't these good things coming out of camp about Josh Green? And so now you're, now you're on that line right now. I want to hope that the Mavericks don't play that game publicly. I want to hope that they don't. But hey, this is, this is 2023, baby. Like this is the media landscape that we're part of where information is gold. Where guys that like Shams and Woj and Mark Stein and them are slinging, slinging the slop, as Jake Fisher likes to put it. Friend of the show, Jake Fisher, slinging the slop all over the place on things. And that report came out today that Shams Rani uses his information for leverage. And so maybe this is the Mavericks doing that because they don't like to use those reporters. They'd rather just use the local media. So it's interesting, but I, I'm, con- I'm confused why he won't commit to starting Josh Green. I think Josh Green still ends up being the starter. But at this point, he hasn't committed to him. And it's kind of weird to me. Coming up, let's talk about what I saw at practice today, the injury report, how's Luca doing, what did they do at practice, and there's somebody that I saw at practice today. Piqued my interest. Talk about that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel has all kinds of props and odds and lines that you can bet on for football season. Baseball season's still going on. The Rangers, oh my goodness. You can still put money down on the Rangers. You can put five bucks down on anything right now. Get $200 in bonus bets when you place a $5 bet. That's new customers. You can bet that and get those bonus bets. What do they got, baseball? Let's see. Odds to win the... Oh, it's Astros one point, minus 1.5 right now to win the series. Oh, my... Or no, to win the game. So, I guess that's the next game. Oh, my gosh. The, the Rangers can't blow this. That would just... That would hurt me. To win the series, it's Astros minus 130. So the series is flipped now. Rangers got the first two games, and now it looks like the Astros have the odds. So there's all kinds of baseball stuff like that. Go check it out. Again, $200 in bonus bets. If you win or lose, put down that $5 bet. Get $200 to put on anything else. Rangers, NBA, all that kind of stuff. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to kick off the NFL season. Again, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. There's the ultimate Locked On season preview. It's here, a six-episode series with all 30 of our Locked On NBA team shows from contenders to tankers. We go in-depth on the biggest storylines heading into the season. It's really fun. We get like five or six Locked On hosts in a room. They're all Their teams are all kind of dealing with similar things. We've got contenders in one, tankers in one. I was part of the what are we group where we talk to like the Nets and the Pelicans and the Grizzlies and we're like, 
what are our teams? Like, what are we? So listen to that. One of the episodes is on the Lockdown Mavs feed, wherever you're listening to this. The other ones, go listen to Lockdown NBA or wherever else, uh, whatever other Lockdown team you get. So the ultimate NBA season preview. All right, Isaac, let's get into the what I saw at practice today. We walked into practice and no one had shoes on. And they were all picking up yoga mats. So they did yoga today. Apparently they did yoga yesterday. It's something that I I, I haven't heard them of them do that before, but... I think it's kind of cool to try to do some flexibility, do some yoga. They had a bunch of injuries last year, so hopefully this is helping them with some of that injury stuff. But I thought it was funny. Just walk in, nobody's wearing shoes, and they're all picking up mats. And it was like a, it was like a, you go to like the rec center or the YMCA or something, and all of a sudden you go into the room and the class just ended. It was kind of like that where everybody was walking out. So they were doing that. Luca did not participate. I'm not sure if he participated in the yoga session or not, but he did not participate in the practice practice because they actually did some actual practice. Jaden Hardy is still doubtful for Friday's game. We learned about that. He tweaked an ankle, and so he's doubtful for the game. We'll see what happens with him. Luca will not play in the game tonight, tomorrow, Friday, whenever you listen to this. And so that's where we are. Josh Green seemed like he was in good spirits. He, he hurt his back the other day. When we talked to him today, he said it was just a bad fall. Didn't seem like it was bothering him too much. So I'm not going to think too much about it right now. And so that's where we are with the injuries. And so uh, that's where we are with the injuries and the updates. And <laughs> speaking of Josh Green, I asked Josh Green, you can check on my Twitter at Nick Van Exit, uh, Instagram and TikTok too, at Nick Van Exit. You can go check. I asked Josh Green about the nicknames that people have been giving him and Dante Exum about the Boomerang Boys, about the uh, Sydney Suns, about the uh, uh, all, all the other nicknames. And I started naming them to him, and he was like, he was thrown off. He had never heard of, the, of them before, uh, and he got a good laugh out of it. So watch that video. His laugh is pretty funny when I asked him about that question. So I asked Josh Green about the nicknames for him and Dante Exum. The person that I saw at practice today that kind of surprised me was Mike Miles. He got waved. He's not part of the team, but... When practice was ending, he walked in, and the way that you get into practice is you've got like this, this little uh, scanner, as if you're you're scanning to get into a, a door, like a key card or access or something, and they just put their hand up to it. It's like a biometric thing, I guess. And his still worked. He still got into practice. I don't know if he was picking something up or if he's, you know, still around the team or whatever. But the Mavericks waved him. He's not part of the team. He didn't play in any of the preseason games, but he was there at practice today. So that was interesting. That's all I got. He's, it was interesting. I expect him to be part of the G League. I think it'll be fun with him. Some of the other guys they've added. Theo Pinson just got traded to the Legends. I think that Legends team could be fun. Dexter Dennis will probably be on that team. AJ Lawson may play some games there. He's on a two-way still. You'd think that Taze Moore, who just got signed and waived, he'll be there. And so that, that Texas Legends team could be pretty fun this year. Maybe Hardy plays some more games there. Maybe Lively, Omax. Like, we could have some fun with some of those Legends games. The other thing, the Mavericks made a signing today. They signed Tony Bradley. Okay, well, what does Tony Bradley do? Tony Bradley is a 6'10 center. He was the 28th pick in the 2017 draft. He'll turn 26 in January. He spent the last couple years in, here we go, Chicago, OKC, Philadelphia, and then he started his career with Utah. That's where he's been the last couple of years. Six years, four teams. He can't be a two-way guy because he's been in the league for six years, so that doesn't count. This could be another one where they sign him and they waive him because they don't have a spot for him. They've got training camp spots, but they don't have a roster spot unless they waive Markeith Morris. So he's not making the roster unless they do that. And Jason Kidd mentioned Markeith Morris, said he's playing really well. Jason Kidd said everybody's playing really well. 
But yeah, he also hasn't been to the G League. Tony Bradley hasn't been to the G League since 2019. So like four years, he hasn't been to the G League. Maybe he's deciding to do that in his career and, and take a step back. He's also not been consistently part of a rotation. So I'm not reading too much into this. It seems like this will be one, just like the Taze Moore one, where they sign him and then they wave him the next day. And so we'll see. Uh, but he shouldn't play over Derek Lively, Dwight Powell, or Rashawn Holmes. Or even he shouldn't play over Maxie, Grant Williams, and Derek Jones Jr. as small ball fives. So it's just not going to happen. There you go. That's what I learned at practice. That's what I learned and saw at practice today. Talked to Jason Kidd and, and Josh Green and talked about a little talked about those earlier and posted some of those interviews. All right, let's talk about the most important Mavericks in 2023 ranked. Oh boy. I'm not gonna lie. I struggle with this. Number one, I didn't struggle with number one, but I did struggle with the rest of them. Number one, Luka Doncic. Easy. Knock it off the list. Luka Doncic, Luka, Luka. Easy. Got that one. Feel good about that one. Number one, most important player. The whole season swings on him. His health, his, you know, coming to camp in shape, his, you know, playing the clutch, all that stuff depends on Luka. Number one, don't think I have to convince you on that one. Number two, Kyrie Irving. It's great. It's great, dude. Dude, it's great. It's great. It's great, broski. Bro, name it. It's great. Obviously, the other $40 million player on the roster, his health depends on, you know, a lot of things. Can he lead the team? Can he guide the team in any way? Can he help them get back to winning ways? I mean, for all that's said about Kyrie Irving, his Nets team was winning last year. So he still plays on winning teams. Last year, the end of the season was just a travesty. Then all of a sudden it gets harder. Who's the third most important player on the Mavericks? Not the best, the most important player on the Mavericks. I went with Grant Williams because he's the half a player that Jason Kidd has has penciled into the starting lineup. He's the half player. Half man, half Grant Williams. Half man, half a bucket. His three-point shooting is going to be so important for them this season. They got to have some knockdown three-point shooters that can also defend really well. And Grant Williams is an excellent three-point shooter and has been his whole career. He's hit seven threes in a, in a game seven. I mean, that's just, that's, you know, stuff that the Mavericks just feast off of. Getting those open threes, hitting them, knocking them down. He also defends bigger guys. We've talked about this all summer and all offseason. Why Grant Williams is so important is the Mavericks haven't had one of these guys to defend like your Aaron Gordons or your LeBrons. Like, who's been guarding LeBron for the Mavericks towards the end of last season? It was Josh or Reggie Bullock. Grant Williams does that. Your Giannis, who guards Giannis on this team? Grant Williams would do that. So, he's the third most important player. I think that's pretty clear. He's going to play a ton. Number four, you can make the case for a lot of different guys. Who's the fourth most important Maverick? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Jace Medical. Jace Medical, I've got my case right here, the Jace case. It's a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You know that you've got the Jace case handy and you know that you've got that peace of mind if you're traveling, if you're doing anything else like that, if you uh, have an emergency. Uh, here's one, a bite wound. What happens if you get a bite wound? And let's say you can't get to a hospital or you can't do anything like that. Jace has that right here. Got the little booklet, tells you what to take, tells you how to deal with it and how to take care of it. And then you have their physicians, if you can get a hold of them uh, to give you, you know, extra help and attention on care and things like that and tell you how to use your Jace case and all that. 
Get the Jace case. It'll help you in situations like that, that situations you wouldn't even have thought of before. Jace Medical now offers custom custom ability for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. Choose the medications that fit best for you and your family's unique needs. You take a survey at the beginning so you know that you're getting stuff that obviously you're not allergic to and that you can deal with and all that kind of stuff. Go to jacemedical.com, enter the code LOCKEDON, at checkout for $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on. That's all one word locked on at Jace, J A S E, jacemedical.com. I need a recovery beer. All right, Isaac, let's get into the rest of the most important Mavericks of 2023 list ranked. Luca, Kyrie, Grant Williams, in that order, the most important Mavericks to me. Number four, I went with Josh Green. I think he can have a breakout season. I think by the end of this, we could be saying, wow, Josh Green took that leap. I don't know. For him to get to most improved player, like think about who's been most improved for the last couple of years. Like you would have to, he would have to jump into fringe all-star category for that. Larry Marketing, John Morant, Julius Randle, two-time All-NBA Julius Randle, Brandon Ingram, Pascal Siakam, Victor Oladipo in 2018. Giannis in 2017, like Josh Green would have to jump into fringe all-star territory like all those guys did. So I don't think he's getting most improved. That would just be insane. But if he did, hey man, now you're talking. Because now you got Luca, Kyrie, feeling good about Grant Williams as a high-end role player, and then Josh Green who jumped into this category. So if he can do that, I think his leap and I think his ability to break out could really help the Mavericks and push them forward. Plus he does all the things that I mentioned at the top of the show that the Mavericks really need. Josh Green, fourth most important Maverick. I think he'll play a lot this season. Fifth, I went with Maxi Kleba. I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. Derek Lively's important. I think some of the, the other shooters are important. The wings are important. You've got to bring defense, obviously. Who's going to close games? Who's closing games again for the Mavericks? You want the rookie center closing games? You want Dwight Powell closing games? Do you want small ball with Grant Williams at five and somebody else at the wing, Tim Hardaway in and play really small? Derek Jones Jr., you play at Omax, you go in small with Seth Curry? I think it's Maxi Kleba because I think he plays the five at the end of games again. And I think the Mavericks play well doing that. And I think him and Grant Williams are going to be better than playing small with Maxi Kleba and Reggie Bullock. Right? That's the, that's the switch from the end of last season to this season now. Plus, Maxi's three-point shooting. He didn't play overseas this offseason, so he's come back from injury and all that. I, I think Maxi's going to have a pretty decent season. I think he's the fifth most important Maverick this season because of his ability to shoot the three, space the floor. Like with Derek Lively, you're not getting spacing. Dwight Powell, you're not getting spacing. Rashawn Holmes, you're not getting spacing. With Maxi, you get the spacing, and that's what the Mavericks offense thrives off of. Every NBA offense thrives off of that spacing. So I think it's, I think it's Maxi. You can debate me. Debate me in the comments. Tell me I'm wrong. I think he's the fifth most important Maverick. Six, I went with Derek Lively. That's when I went with with Lively because kind of like Josh Green, his ability to rise to the moment and if he is good right away, if he's Walker Kessler in his first year, game changer. Changes everything for the Mavericks. So, So he becomes one of the most important Mavericks for sure. Still though, I started with him at four. When I first did this list, my first rough draft, it just initial instinct. Who's most important? I went lively at four. And then I sat back and I went, 
All right, well, okay, hold up. You love Lively. I'm talking to myself right here. You love Lively. You listened to the, the interview with, with uh, Mark Falwell today where he was talking about the reason why he picked Duke was because it was the harder path for him. He said, what's going to put the biggest target on my back to go to Duke and to play at Duke? And I always choose the harder path. To me, that informs so much about a person and a player that he went and was like, I could have chosen to play at you know some other school where I'm going to play every minute and I'll get every touch and I'll get a bunch of three-point shots to work on that part of my game. Like, I'll do all this. The coach will kiss my ass and all that. And instead he went to Duke and was like, I'm going to, I'm going to try and prove myself in front of everybody. And he said it wasn't hard. And it said it was hard at the beginning of the season because he didn't have a great start to the year. He was getting called a bust and all that stuff. And he didn't back down from it. He stepped up to the plate. And I love that about Derek Lively, but you can't let your feelings, Luke, don't let your feelings get in the way of what you needed to do. And so I put Derek Lively sixth because he's still a rookie. He's going to make these mistakes. Yes, he's important to the Mavericks. But in the biggest, most important moments of the game, the closing, the big moment, the big runs, is Derek Lively going to be part of them? When Jason Kidd decides who's going to be out there in a super important stretch or a moment, the Mavericks are down 20 in the, late in the third quarter. Is Derek Lively going to be out there? Maybe I want him out there. I don't think Jason Kidd's going to put him out there. And I think it's going to be Maxie instead or Dwight Powell instead. But I still think Derek Lively's important. So I put him sixth. Seven, I put Dwight Powell because... Derek Lively is going to get in foul trouble. It's just going to happen. He's going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. He's a center in today's NBA. It's going to happen. He's also a rookie center in today's NBA. A young rookie center in today's NBA. How many more times can I couch it? So Dwight Powell is going to still play. <laughs> I think he's still important for the Mavericks. He may end up being the starting center. Jason Kidd told us that there's only two and a half Mavericks that are solidified in their starting spots. So Derek Lively is not one of those. So... Dwight could still be the starting center. So he's seventh. He's seventh on my list. Most important. Number eight, I went with Dante Exum. I'm, I'm, I'm on the Exum estate. Give me some, give me some real estate in the Exum estate. Give me a room. Book me a room. Overnight, I'm staying a week. Dante Exum, I think, could be a bounce back player where I think his size, his ability to handle the ball, to be the third ball handler, I think he could be like the sixth man for the Mavericks where we hoped it would be Jaden. We kind of expected it to be Tim. I think it could be Exum. Because when Luka goes out or Kyrie goes out, you need somebody else to handle the ball. And I think that's going to be Dante Exum. I'm high on him. I'm high on him this year coming back. I hope his three-point shot is good. That's going to be a a key to him being good this year. So I put Dante Exum eight. The rest were pretty hard. Nine, I put Derek Jones Jr. So nine is like your end of the rotation. You need somebody else to come in. I think Derek Jones Jr.'s defense is vertical threat and his ability to get out and transition and run. The Mavericks want to run. They've talked about that a lot this week. They want to push the ball. They want to get out and run. And Derek Jones Jr. represents that. Like, I think he's more important than Tim in that sense because the Mavericks need to add defenders to these lineups to make them better. <laughs> and so I think they take a little bit away from the offense and they add to the defense. I think Derek Jones Jr. is that. Tim probably is going to play more than Derek Jones Jr., but I think what Derek Jones Jr. brings and could bring is imp- more important than what Tim's going to bring. That's just me. Then I put Omax 10th because of hope. (laughs) I put him there because, again, if he's really good, then all of a sudden he could be super important to the Mavericks. If he's not, then he's end of the bench, and then he's not as important. But I'm going to bet that he eventually breaks breaks into that. That dude's a hard worker. We posted a clip uh, of them working on post-defense after practice the other day. 
Tyson Chandler working. You can just tell Omax just drinking everything in, man. That guy wants to get better. So I'm going to bet on him. 11, 12, 13, Tim Hardaway, Seth Curry, Jaden Hardy. They cannibalize themselves on this list to me because there's three of them. You're like, you can't say Tim Hardaway Jr. is like the one of the most important Mavericks because if he's out, then Seth just slots into his spot. And if Seth is out, Tim slots into his spot. If they're both out, Jaden Hardy slots into their spot. You know, it's like each one of them can just slot in for the other one. Whereas the other spots, who replaces Dwight Powell? Well, I guess Rashawn Holmes does. So maybe that, maybe if you believe in Rashawn Holmes and I don't know if Jason Kidd does, then he can be more important. Who slots in for Derek Jones Jr.? It's maybe Omax, but still. You know, what I, so you see what I'm saying with Tim Hardaway, Seth Curry, Jaden Hardy. They can't be the most important players because they can all replace each other. They're, they're replaceable with the, with the three of them. So I have them. Then I have Rashawn Holmes. Now that I'm looking at this, I probably should have Rashawn Holmes higher. I'm just not, I'm just not sold that he's going to play a lot. And I'd like to see it. I'd like to see him play. I'd like to see him get a chance for sure. But from what I've seen in training camp, what I've seen in, you know, preseason games, I don't think he's going to get the chance from Jason Kidd. So I can't put him higher up on this most important players list if he's not going to get the opportunity. A ton of opportunity has been given to Lively. You've seen Dwight Powell still going to play. Maxie's going to play small ball center. They may play Grant at small ball center. They may play Derek Jones Jr. at small ball center. So like all of a sudden then the third center on the Mavericks list goes down the list for me. And the 15th, Markeith Morris. Jason Kidd said he's played well in training camp. That's all I got. Let me know in the comment section who's the most important Maverick. List them one to five. I want rankings. I want you to tell me who's the third, fourth, fifth most important Mavericks. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a breakdown of the Mavericks last preseason game. And then, man, we're still five days a week all throughout. Isaac's last episode is the 28th, so we'll be back for that. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.